This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. So welcome to this week's podcast. Now recently I wrote in Invest Like a Honeybee, the newsletter. Please, you can can get that at Beehive. I talked about the Canada Pension Plan. And it's a really a wake-up call and, and the Canada Pension Plan is a national Canadian retirement plan that anybody who works is required to contribute to. Now in America there are different versions of similar types but I just want you to think of this as a pension plan. Let's, let's do a little digging because my first thought came up when the province of Alberta said that they were going to want their money back that Alberta was going to set up their own provincial uh, plan, very different from that that is being done by the federal government or the arm of the government, I should say. So in, in, and I believe it's a Ponzi scheme. I believe they don't have regular income. So I, I started digging into this, into this government uh, plan and I was kind of shocked uh, what I found. The pension plan has a significant number of assets. They're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, I think they're approaching 600 billion or more. Um, and they pay out, once you reach the age of 60 in Canada, you can start collecting, which is what Mary and I did, or you can wait till you're 65. So the the idea being that you invest, or you, sorry, you, you contribute to the plan throughout your working life, and these experts then take that money and they, um, you know, uh, invest it for you, I guess, and then you get a plan at the age of 60 or 65 that pays you until you die, and if your spouse survives you, they get half of your CPP as well. Now, CPP also has a disability plan. Um, for people on disability who have been working, uh, which is uh, a very important part of what they do to help Canadians. So the idea being that the money that you work your entire life for is invested for you, and you then are able to collect the benefits of that because it's technically your plan, but it's a, it's a pooled plan. So, you know, even though I may have an account, obviously, which my where my payments are based on how much I've contributed, depending on how much I've worked. Um, generally speaking, we all share in the in the plan in the sense of how it's financed or funded. So when the province of Alberta had decided that they were putting pressure and throwing it out in the media that they were going to, in fact, leave the Canada Pension Plan, they wanted their money. I started thinking, well, if it happened, where would how would the Canada Pension Plan suddenly get and raise 200 billion or whatever it may be dollars in cash or how would it decide what assets to transfer over because it's very complicated currently in the plan for example 
there are only 8% of the assets uh, are in Canada according to what they call their base CPP and then their additional CPP some 44% in Canada. Now I have to say it's quite confusing because when you start digging through this first of all I called their offices and they were very they want to send me to the public relations department and I said no no I just want to know what you own what am I invested in I'm a I'm a I consider myself an owner because I'm a retired guy who's getting monthly income I want to know what you're invested in and I couldn't get a straight answer well leave your name leave your email did all that got no response so simply I was left with their annual report which is uh, 100 plus pages of fluff uh, with some detail but not enough it's clear that they don't have a lot of confidence in Canada because the majority of their uh, investments are outside of the country now they do break down their asset class so the first is public equity they own various publicly traded stocks uh, they own alphabet uh, they own I believe MasterCard and some very large named companies about 23 percent of their base they call it and 14 percent of their additional CPP are invested in public stocks public equity private equity is 23 percent as well now private equity would be positions they hold in companies that are not traded publicly so these are companies that are very difficult to price and also very difficult to sell because they don't sell and they're not bought and sold every day um, and next we have public fixed income so it would be like bonds as well as credit so that would be bonds um, other debt issued that you and I could buy they could be Canada bonds it could be corporate bonds some 32 percent of that now we all know that if they took positions which they did now what I couldn't get any details which is another concerning thing if they have a 20-year bond 10-year bond whatever um, it's probably gone down in value significantly as rates have gone up so we have no idea on that then they have what they call uh, real assets now I, I added credit with public fixed income so real assets are 31% now these are actual positions in owning hard assets like bridges or real estate properties and as I dug into that I saw that the majority of what they advertised were commercial properties office buildings and commercial assets which really are hammered today uh, based on what's happened in the world of real estate that's a concern they're hard to buy and still they're easy to buy they're hard to sell today so if the Canada pension plan had to you know raise money by selling some of those assets they take a significant loss cash and absolute return strategies is the final asset class and that's a loss of 27 billion dollars so you can see you know today as you look at this and you say okay well how you know how great is this company or this this pension plan it's not real great and the the outlook is even worse they made according to them to their figures some 1.8 percent on their assets or I think it was about eight billion dollars in earnings but they have to pay out a significant amount to pension people like me I mean our 
you know, we, we receive from them. And, and, and one document I saw, they said that from the Canada Pension Plan, $66 billion, and to the Canada Pension Plan, 43 So it looks like they brought in $43 billion and they paid out 66 Well, if they only made 8 and most of that was on paper, where did they get the money to pay the people like myself who's a pensioner? Where did that cash come from? Well, the answer is it came from people who are working today, people who are contributing. So let's understand this. The CPP has investments, many of which are long-term investments, to supposedly take care of us in retirement. Now, those of us in retirement, however, are receiving payments that are based on today's contributions. And it's very confusing to understand this. Um, so this is this is one I think that you know they need to have like a two-page explanation for all Canadians. This is the amount coming in. This is the amount we're paying out to pensioners, people who are 60 and collecting or over the age of 65, or people on disability. And here's where we're getting the money. That's it. Just start with that before we get too deep into this. I'm concerned that they have investments all over the world. They're almost like a proxy for the economy. There's nothing special about this, yet we pay millions and millions of dollars in fees to people who are supposedly the experts who manage this, when in fact it seems like it's a simple mutual fund on the world economy. They also do not, they also use leverage, and I didn't get deeply into that, meaning they borrow money or use, you know, borrowed funds to increase the return possibilities, and I think they're chasing returns. So when I looked at this, just in this, you know, two or three hour review of their annual report, I realized that uh, this is not good. This, this is just not good. And it reminds me of a Ponzi scheme. So I dug a little deeper into what's called private equity. And I'll just read you what private equity. This is one of their categories. Private equity invests in a wide range of private assets globally, both directly and with partners. They seek return premiums by investing in less liquid assets. Less liquid assets means it's hard to sell them. And focusing on long-term value. Now, this is like very much, I think you know, that we have a small angel fund. We invest in 25 different startups. This is a bit like that, although they are obviously investing in some established larger companies with larger positions. Now, they claim that in 2023, over five years, they have 15.5% return. In 2023, they said 4.3%. They said they have $146 billion invested with one year of potential loss of $48 billion. That's, that's a lot of money. That's a 30% loss potential, according to their, their figures. Now, in March of 2023, and this is the final number I'll throw at you. They claimed that they had net assets of $570 billion and net income of $8 billion, or a net return of 1.3%. So to me, that tells me clearly 
that they did not make enough money on paper or actual cash. See, there's a difference. Even if you look at that $8 billion, you say, okay, if they have to pay out um, $43 billion, just for the sake of discussion, you know, where does the other $35 billion come from? But that $8 billion, they say, is income. Is that a gain? Do they consider a gain income? Because in some real estate sectors, if a property value goes up, they consider that as income. So the accounting process needs to be explained in detail to us Canadians so that we can understand it simply. Long term short, long, sorry, long story short, this is, this is a scary, confusing picture. So of the, because we started at the age of 60, we uh, received some $1,100 from the Canada Pension Plan. Now, I'm just, I'm just assuming that's not going to be there in five to ten years because I don't think these folks know what they're doing. And I think eventually, hopefully, Canadians will step forward and say, wait a minute, why are you giving my money that I'm contributing to current retirees? You should be putting that money into investments that I know are going to be here when I'm, when I'm retired. The other part, now, Alberta has said they want to leave but I'm not sure most Canadians wouldn't want to leave. If you invested, now the, the maximum contribution, so say you own a small business and uh, you own it and you, you've made a profit, you're going to have to put the maximum is 7,500 and change into uh, Canada Pension. Can you imagine if you could take that 7,500 a year and put it into your own retirement plan, what benefit you would get from that it would be significant and I calculated and of course if you start at the age of 30 and took it out at 35 you'd have 800 and some thousand dollars accumulated in such a fund that you could control you could decide what to do I don't think Canadians will step forward and say anything or do anything about this the way the system is presented it's it's presented as a way of protecting Canadians because we're supposedly vulnerable and don't have enough upstairs to do our own uh, retirement planning, which of course is not true. So in closing, the Alberta situation is one that may open up this whole can of worms because if Alberta says, okay, we'll take 200 billion or we'll take 150 billion to go away, the Canada Pension Plan does not have it. And I doubt that Alberta would take you know, written down office buildings or, um, you know, angel investments that haven't worked through. Um, and not to mention what's going to happen with contributions to be able to take care. Because remember, there's a lot of young people in Alberta who work, contribute the maximum. Those funds are going in to take care of all the people across Canada. So this Alberta question may be the beginning of the crack in revealing the Ponzi scheme that I think CPP really is and how it's not a secure retirement for any Canadian. I'm Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. You have an amazing day and if you're part of any pension plan, please ask some questions. Don't be a sheep. Ask some questions and find out how your money is being invested. You have an amazing day. To learn more about how honeybees can help you in your investing and personal life, Go to investlikeahoneybee.com. There you'll learn how listening to the honeybees helped us in so many ways and can help you. Investlikeahoneybee.com.